With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ten randomly selected questions. One person's reputation on the line. This is... Trampled Bet Versus. The Lockdown Football Quiz with John Walker. Today's competitor is... I'm Guy Kilty. I'm the producer of the Price of Football podcast. Um, yeah, I, I'm aware that uh, our producer Guy is a, a very big fan of the podcast. And he, and he was looking, I sent him the list of people that Ant McGinley had stitched up and added into the, the, the tweet to do it. And Gary's immediately response was going, how did you get Guy Kilty? And I was, I was like, oh. Are you a regular Five Live listener? In the mornings, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, in the, I'm in the football zone if I'm going to and from the stadium, the Rangers games or Arsenal games. Just depends where I am. Nice. Which team do you support, Guy? I'm a Manchester United fan. All right, okay, okay, okay. So what are your thoughts on Solskjaer just now then? I know we're in a weird situation right oh. now. Well, you know what? I actually, I'm really enjoying the Solskjaer reign because, you know, we've had, obviously we were spoilt for a long, long time. That goes without saying. And then we've had, you know, a, a fallow period, let's say, with, uh, you know, Moyes and Van Gaal and Mourinho. And the, but the thing, about, the thing about all three of those, Moyes, Van Gaal, Mourinho, is that, yeah, Mourinho and Van Gaal both won trophies, but there was a negativity about the place, which was, you know, nobody was really enjoying themselves. That was the bottom line. There was some trophies and games were being won, but people weren't really enjoying themselves. Whereas, at least with Solskjaer, yes, he had an amazing start and then it went all a bit downhill and, now he's rebuilding, but there's a there's a kind of positive vibe about the whole thing, and there's just a there's a sense of fun about it again, which had kind of gone missing, I think. You know that that's because that's such an important thing for United fans, is not just that they're winning. Obviously, that's what all United fans want the team to win, but they want them to win in a certain style. They want them to win with loads of young players, loads of local young players, and Solskjaer. You know, yes, he's harking back to the old days in many ways, but a lot of fans do want that and they want that sort of romantic side of the club to be back. And so I'm really enjoying it. The results are less important to me than the romantic side of it. So I'm enjoying a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, me from a neutral, like, so my, my English team at Arsenal and always will be. So when you're saying being spoiled, like being an Arsenal fan, being spoiled was getting top four for 10 years, it seemed. And now it's, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't know whether we're coming or going, but the similar thing with, even with that, when, when Lundberg took over as caretaker, and then Arteta's came back in. It's just it's such a difference. And I think with you guys, it's Fernandez. Yeah. But Fernandez, I've actually begrudgingly said this. I've got loads of pals that support Manu, and begrudgingly said it's like it's actually enjoyable to watch Manu games yeah. again if they're on TV. And it's and, that bit of magic, isn't it? It's that sprinkle of stardust that you know that's what we love so much. It's the Cantonars, the gigs, the skulls, those players that you know get you off your seat, and that's what Fernandez does. And we've had, we've got some players, we've had some players like that, like Rashford is one of them, obviously. Yeah. 
but there's been there's been too much sort of functional football. I think that's what I would say. Very functional. You know, it's been up and down in terms of winning, but that's what that's what everyone loves more than anything. It's that it's those moments of magic that you just go, wow. And Fernandez has immediately brought that. And, you know, it's been amazing to watch him do that. And I think what we're enjoying is see as long as Man U keep signing attacking players, as a Scottish person, we can keep hope that Scott McTominay will keep his space in there, just the way yeah. Fletcher did, because you're like, like you, you just have five attacking players, as long as our Scottish guy gets to play alongside him and learn. Yeah, but that's it, isn't it? You need that blend with any team. You need the magic, but you need the Scott McTominay's of this world who are locking down the midfield. And I'll tell you what, the fans love McTominay because he's just, you know, he gives it everything out there, doesn't he? And you can tell that he's, he is maximising his... He is taking his opportunity. You know, very few players get that opportunity. Homegrown players get an opportunity to play centre mid for a club like United. And he is he is grabbing that opportunity. And I think a lot of people love to see that. Yeah, and I, th- I, think, I think what people have forgot is, I've seen loads of journalists say this about Solskjaer, is he's got this idea of being too nice, being too timid. Yeah. Nobody, nobody played in a changing room with Roy Keane and got praise off Roy Keane if they were timid. <laughs> No, if Roy, if Roy Keane respected, Keane, isn't he? I, if, if Roy Keane respected you, there was a fucking reason Roy Keane respected you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and I think, I always, the thing I always love about Solskjaer, and a lot of fans remember about Solskjaer, is you have to look it up on YouTube because unless you're a United fan, you don't necessarily remember it. But there was a game fairly early on, early on in his career where it was towards the end of a Premier League game. I think United were a goal up, and there was a breakaway. And someone was one up, they were herring away into United's box. And Solskjaer just ran back and just totally cleaned him out. And just started walking off the pitch before the red card was <laughs> issued. And it's like, you know, fans remember that and they love that side of him. He was a nasty little player at times. And, uh, but he did what was needed. He did what was needed for the team. Yeah, I think there was something, there was something that, um, I don't know if it was Alex Ferguson or if it was actually Solskjaer himself was talking about. And it was something that I really enjoyed because just a, a role model. Because see, the more the more you go on football coaching courses or you read uh, football managers' books, it's a lot less about unless you're a Pep Guardiola. It's a lot less about coaching and tactics, and it is Sir Alex Ferguson was a master at it. It's about tuning into individual people. And Solskjaer yeah. said something about being on the bench and how he used to watch players, even in Sir Alex Ferguson teams, who wouldn't watch the games when they were on the yeah. bench. And yeah. he always attributed that to being how good he was at coming on and scoring goals off the bench was because he'd watched the full game. And he said that was the one thing he was trying to impart on the likes of uh, Greenwood, who's been coming yeah. off the bench and scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, he was brilliant at that, wasn't he? I mean, that, that was what he was famous for, wasn't it? But it was, I've read that as well, that, you know, he just used to sit there and study what was going on with the defence and work out where the weaknesses were. And yeah, that's you're right. You know, so much of football... As you say, with Guardiola, it is about where the players are on the pitch. But yeah. actually, with, with a lot of managers, it's not about that. It's about getting really good players, but then getting the absolute best out of them and making them think as well about how to become the best players. And just, back, just, you know, just going back to the Fernandez thing, you know, the, the impact that a player like that can have is so big, isn't it? You know, they can make everybody play better because it just it almost seems to liberate everybody. When you see someone doing crazy stuff on the pitch, as in incredibly skillful taking the piss out of the opponents basically <laughs> it makes every it gives everyone a license to do it doesn't it and to take risks and the, that's what we all want to see 
the thing that struck me was I, I was having this. I remember when the links were happening. So he was linked with, with Chelsea, with Barcelona, and with Bayern Munich as well. Whilst this transfer bid was going on in January, and I remember one of my pals saying to me, who's a huge United fan, he said, "There's no way he'll choose United with those other teams available." Now we we don't know certainly that those teams will definitely in try to buy him, but see when that signing went through, I think that made even my new fans go, "Oh." We need to remember that we're a massive club that folks still want to join, even in the Europa League. Because yeah. I yeah. think that's been the worry. Um, but I, I've begrudgingly really enjoyed In fact, you know what? I don't even need to begrudgingly enjoy it because <laughs> we beat we beat Man U recently and Arsenal were kind of on an upward um, trajectory there. So yeah. I, I, I long for the days when Arsenal and Man U are competing for, for the title oh. again. Well, did you watch? They, they replayed that Keane and Vieira best of enemies thing from on ITV that they put out a few years ago which is just it's one of the best hours of TV about football that you could ever watch did you watch it when it was first on I watched it yeah like five six years ago when it was first yeah. on they showed it I just have, I just randomly saw it was on the other night and I watched most of it again because it's just it's so good because yeah it's um, those were the days right uh, yeah, well that was when midfielders were up against midfielders though yeah, and you, d- yeah. you didn't have to cut man- uh, compartmentalise where a midfielder played, whether he was a sitting midfielder, <laughs> a centre midfielder, or an attacking midfielder. Yeah. It was just a straight up battle in the middle of the in the centre <laughs> circle, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So, thank you very much for doing this quiz. The way it works is, I took four categories, which were World Cups, European Championships, yeah. European Cup competitions, and British football. I took twenty five yeah. questions each. There's a hundred questions. You will choose numbers one to hundred. They're randomly assorted. I changed the order, but for some reason, there's like four questions that have came out of six already. It's just, <laughs> it's just potluck. We had, um, I won't tell you the question, but we had Niall McGaughey on earlier, and he's a Portsmouth fan, and I told him there is two Portsmouth-related questions in here, and he pulled number 31, which was the first question, and it was a Portsmouth question. So it was just <laughs> your, it's just your potluck. All right, all right. So how, what, how many numbers do I choose? Ten. So just choose them as we go. So if you take note of them. Ten numbers. Ten all right. numbers. All right. Um, all right, I'll take note. If you want to give me your first number. I'll go, uh, well, number seven. Every United fan's got to choose number seven first. This one's came out a few times. Who was the top goal scorer at Euro 2016? Oh, Euro 2016. I'm going to say that was, uh, oh, what's his face? <sighs> Hang on. <laughs> His name's completely gone. The little French striker. <laughs> What's his name? I mean, this I can't accept happens. that as an answer. I need, I need this is the what name. always happens. This is what always happens when you put on the spot, isn't it? Oh, his name's gone. Can I come back? It'll come to me as we go through. Yeah, we can take note of that then. Right, so question one, it's the Euro 2016 top goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure it's him. Right, come back. We'll come back to that then. So what's All right. number two? Uh, I'll go for 16. In 2008, who surprisingly knocked out both Liverpool and Chelsea on their way to a semi-final versus Cardiff in the FA Cup? Could you repeat the question, please? Yep. Who surprisingly, in 2008, knocked out both Liverpool and Chelsea on their way to a semi-final with Cardiff in the FA Cup? Mm. I can't remember that at all. I'm going to go for a total guess. I'm going to say... Bradford City. It was Barnsley. Oh, I was close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Barnsley. So Barnsley won 2-1 Anfield, then beat beat Chelsea 1-0 in one of the worst pitches I've ever seen. Um, Have you got any idea in question one yet? 
I'm coming back to that. Right, okay. Uh, number three, what it's, number do you want it's next? Percolating, it's percolating in my mind. All right, uh, third question is, I'm going to say number 22. At Euro 96, who scored the golden goal winner for Germany to secure the first trophy as a reunified country? That was Oliver Bierhoff. We're off the mark. Yes, and I've remembered question one. It's coming to my mind just talking in. Antoine Griezmann. There you go, that's correct. Yes! I knew so you're, on, you're, on two, you're on two out of three. All right, I'll take that. And you're the first person to get that because everyone else has said Thomas Muller. Right. Yes, I'll take that. Um, 90s, 90s is my speciality. <laughs> that's what I said to... I said it made me feel really old. Uh, Niall, who was on earlier, said that he was born. I think he said he was born in two thousand and two. What? And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so yeah, I bet he didn't want an eighties question then. <laughs> well, yeah, you said it's mainly nineties, isn't it? Yeah, 90s basically, prem, unless it's like really obvious knowledge, there is some like World Cup and Euros questions that I suspect people should know. Right, but it's mainly Champions League and Premiership. <laughs> Construction onwards. Um, question four. Okay, I'm going to go for uh, 33. 33. Who has won the UEFA Cup slash Europa League the most times with five titles? Oh, is that Seville? It is indeed. Hey! I would have, I would have said Seville or Sevilla, of course. Sevilla, but, yeah, they, yeah. They have won it. Uh, five times in the space of what 14 years or something we're at now yeah something crazy isn't it yeah just absolute domination yeah you're on, you're on track that was, here um, was that what's his face your guy Emery he won three in a row yeah that's right yeah okay look so we're on to question five so we'll get three out of four just now okay so uh, I'll go for 42 42 which teams Won the 2004-2005 English and Scottish Premier titles. Half a point each. All right. So it's Chelsea won the English title. Yep. And I will say that Rangers won the Scottish League title. That is correct. Both Rangers and Chelsea won the titles in 2004-2005. All right. All right. I'm liking this. Uh, you're, you're, so, on course. you're on course. I won't tell you who's got the top score, but you are on course to you're on course to beat it just now. All right, all right. Don't jinx me. Don't jinx me. <laughs> all right. I'll I'll go for number sixty. Sixty. Oh, this question appeared last time. Valencia beat Marseille in the two thousand and four UEFA Cup final. Who was the Valencia manager that day? Oh, that would have been Rafa Benitez. It was indeed Rafa Benitez in his last game before joining Liverpool. Yeah. There you go. Five out of six. Five out of six. Oh, this is good. <laughs> All right. What do you I'll want go next? for 72. In which year was the last UEFA Cup final before it was rebranded and changed to the Europa League? Oh, that's a toughie. So basically, so which May was the last year? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's tough. I'm going to say... When did it come to the Europa League? I'm going to say 2006. It was actually 2009. Oh. was the first final. I said, we had uh, one of the boys on from a Celtic podcast yesterday, and his guess was 08. Uh, 
and oh. he, he should have known being being Rangers that we were, we were in the sec, we were in the second last year for cup final. Oh yeah, when you trashed Manchester. Yeah, we we left a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's where I live. I live in Manchester. Yeah. I, we yeah, remember we... that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't our best um, environmental day. No, no. Not one for the uh, the scrapbook, that one, was it? No, 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 definitely not. Um, so we're on five out of seven. All right, 85. 85, right, let's see. Oh, this would have been a gimme for someone else. Celtic mm. beat which team to win the 1967 European Cup? Oh, that was uh, Inter Milan. That is correct. That was pretty. That was pretty simple and a hard question yeah. for me to include myself. <laughs> um, right. So is it is it two to go? Two to go. All right. I will have to go for uh, ninety four. At USA ninety four, mm. which two players shared the golden boot? Half a point each. Oh, uh, it was Oleg Selenko. That's one. And uh, it was, hold on, hang on, hang on, I know this, Romario. It was Oleg Selenko and Christo Stoichkov. Stoichkov! Ah, I knew that. So you're on six and a half. All right, all right, I was close. I'll have to go for 99. Yes. As a United fan who was there in Barcelona. <laughs> That's right, okay. So just listen to the question. Arsene Wenger and Alan Pardew clashed on the touchline at Upton Park in 2007 whilst Pardew celebrated a goal in front of the Arsenal dugout. West Ham won 1-0. Who scored the goal? Oh, could you repeat that? Sorry, you were breaking up as you, as you asked it. In 2007, Arsene Wenger and Alan Pardew clashed on the touchline as Alan Pardew was celebrating the winning goal and a 1-0 victory for West Ham at Upton Park. Who scored the winning goal? Oh, 2007? Yep. I am going to say it was Andy Carroll. It was Marlon Harewood. <laughs> I would not have got that. So six oh, and a half out of ten. I'll take that. I'll take that. That is, it's, a, it's above the average by some distance. There's been, um, my co-host took part in this and he got two out of ten. So he set the bar pretty low for everyone, which was really enjoyable for myself. Oh, nice. Um, what was, so, what's the highest score so far? Seven. Seven? If you'd, if you'd oh, got Stoichkov, you would have been joined. I should know that. I should have got that as well. So, I absolutely love Stoichkov in the 90s. I know. I know. That, that World what Cup, I got player. that I got that question wrong. So I knew Oleg Selenko because he joined yeah. Rangers right after the World Cup. Course, uh, yeah. I had, I had uh, Roberto Baggio when I answered that question. Right. Yeah. He's the only person I remember for that World Cup massively. Um, Guy, thanks very much for doing this. I really appreciate this. This has been really fun and it's given us something to do. Right. Um, Have a nice day. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Nice one. Right. Speak to you later. Bye bye. This podcast was written and produced by John Walker and Gary Black. For more of our podcast, please visit tramplebet.com. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.